Hey there, this is Terry Cowley, weekday breakfast presenter on 1FM Shepparton. Thanks for checking out this podcast. It was recorded live as part of The Brecky Show, which you can catch 6 to 9am, Monday to Friday. It's now time for The Week That Was with Caitlin Cassidy from the Shepparton News. Good morning, Caitlin. Good morning. Thanks for joining us today. How are you going this week? This week, yeah, pretty good. We're not in lockdown, so... That's true. We would not have predicted that last week, would we? Oh, not at all. Not at all, but, yeah. Talk about a a bolt from the blue. One one minute they're talking about extending it a week and the next minute we're out. I think that just took everyone by surprise. I think it basically shows that you should never post anything on social media because everyone celebrating the zero day just had egg on their face. Oh, totally. <laughs> as soon as soon as Daniel Andrews wrote wrote that one uh, one word status on Facebook, zero, we knew we were in trouble. Yep, zero chance of a normal year. But um, that uh, decision to sort of excise, if you like, regional Victoria from Melbourne, um, I didn't think that they were going to do that again. No, not at all. And I think, I suppose it's reasonable um, compared to last time when they did have cases in the regions to be sort of on high alert. And now, you know, the fact that the wastewater in Wangaratta wasn't actually positive and that we've had no exposure sites, it does make sense to... It does make restrictions here. It makes sense for us, but there was always that fear that as soon as you, you know, say one area is in lockdown and another area isn't, that there'll be an exodus from one to another. Absolutely, and I suppose that's when you just have to trust that people will do the right thing. (laughs) And as we've seen in New South Wales. You can't really no big leap of big leap of faith (laughs) faith required there. I mean, no doubt the vast majority of people, of course, would do the right thing, but there are some people who think it's their duty to do the wrong thing. Yeah, exactly, and that's what we're seeing as well with vaccinations, which is Mm. really interesting. I think. Yes, I am. Uh, when I finish here today, Caitlin, I'm off for my second jab. So, oh, congratulations! Well, I'm not there yet because I've got my two weeks after that, don't I? But um, yes. yes, I will. Uh, I'll be fully microchipped. Oh, that's good. That's good news. <laughs> I'm getting mine on Monday. <sighs> okay. What else? I'm sure you've been working on some non-COVID-related news this week. <laughs> I have, and I think. I suppose to me the biggest story this week was the IPCC report that came out um, on, I believe, Sunday night or Monday um, that had some pretty dire warnings about the future of um, the planet if we don't act on climate change. So I spent the week sort of talking to um, politicians and um, local bodies and groups about the report. Um, It's been really interesting, the perspective that people have been giving me, actually. I think uh, Greater Shepparton and the City Council with their zero emissions target of 2030s patting themselves on the back for doing that and for declaring a climate emergency. I think that was uh, last year they did that? Yeah, absolutely. I think it was in March last year and I reached out to them and they said that they felt vindicated um, by the report and that it basically showed that, you know, that decision at the time, which was pretty drastic, um, was the right one. Um, And obviously with their zero emissions target, they've got quite a few programs now, like the One Tree Per Child program, um, which has been rolling out for a while now that sees sort of Indigenous plantings throughout the region. But they're also decarbonising their fleet um, and offering grants to be sustainable to businesses. Solar panels Um, on the roof, all that good stuff. Solar panels on the roof, yeah. So they've got quite a few, um, I guess, 
fingers in the pines, which is good. Um, but I was also speaking to, obviously, the federal government and to Susanna Sheed, um, and there's some quite interesting perspectives there on, I suppose, what we need to do and the way to do it. Um, so Susanna Sheed was basically saying that the federal government isn't doing enough. Um, she thinks that, I think her quote was, that we'll see change at the ballot box um, if they don't push for greater targets um, because obviously at the moment they don't have a 2050 target. And It's just saying it, Drum, it... Sorry, go on, go on. Oh, Damien Drum was sort of pushing the line that it's the technology, not taxes approach. Um, so achieving emissions through this sort of science, in, investing in science essentially um, to sort of reduce emissions that way rather than um, putting out these major targets and sort of, I guess in the coal industry. Well, if it is a climate emergency, maybe we need to do everything we can, which might mean both and other things. Absolutely. And that was um, interesting. I was then talking to a group that we've spoken about a little bit, the Voices for Nichols group. Um, and they were saying, um, which I did find really interesting, was that the number one issue from their preliminary findings, obviously, was climate change, um, was why people were getting involved, that they just wanted to see more action on climate change. Um, and I think that's maybe something that, is really has changed in the past few years that it really has become this issue, not just, you know, they've had people from their 20s to their 70s who just really want more action and they really are deeply anxious about um, what the future's going to look like if we don't drastically act. It's interesting to hear that because there is this stereotype that older people, you know, don't believe it's true or aren't worried about it and that, that younger people are. So it's good to hear that uh, older people are also seeing it as an electoral issue. Absolutely. And I think, you know, um, the people I was speaking to are saying, you know, they don't want to see a planet uninhabitable for their grandkids. Um, they're worried about what the future will look like for their loved ones. Um, and I think, obviously, you know, in an agricultural community, farmers are seeing it on the ground. You know, they're seeing the drought. They're seeing the impacts of climate change right now. So um, I think people in regional area areas have perhaps a greater window into the actual impacts um, yeah, what was that Michael Jackson song? Uh, if you want to see change, look in the mirror. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and that kind of tears down the whole, you know, mythology of it's just the inner city sipping latte group um, who want action. I think from my that's right. It's, week, it's that's not the case. It's the regional living latte sipping mm. type, like you and me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I kind of prefer a flat white myself. But, yeah. Um, or I'm maybe a chai, you know. maybe a chai tea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So what else have you been working on, Caitlin? Um, well, not to go back to coronavirus, but I think one piece of good news um, for people 18 to 39 is that you can now go to GB Health to get the vaccine provided you have informed consent. Not to go back to coronavirus, but to go back to coronavirus. <laughs> well, interestingly, I'll tell you what I just did. My uh, 18, I have an 18-year-old next week. So 17 this week, and I don't know if that was why, but I just tried to get onto the website that you have to get onto to book him a, um, a jab because he says he's happy to do it. And they wouldn't let me. It says he's not eligible. Now, I'm hoping that's just because he's not 18 yet and the computer has no sense. It just says under 18, you know, yes. computer says no. <laughs> um, and so I will try again when he is technically 18 but if I still get computer says no I'm going to be annoyed because one thing we have seen in this pandemic is you know these great pronouncements coming out but they don't yeah. ring true on the ground often 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think there has been so much confusion on this. But I'm pretty sure as of when he is 18, he can absolutely roll up to the Macintosh Centre and get the vaccination. Because um, we, yeah. we heard stories um, from uh, people in the community only, say, two weeks ago, um, yeah. someone who's in their 30s being refused the AstraZeneca, saying that he was too young. So let's see if that has changed. Yeah, so I think it was as of this Monday was when it did change, and it changed sort of without any fanfare, um, Basically, you know, I yeah, the tr- try to avoid a rush. Maybe I didn't realise either, <laughs> um, but have confirmed that now. Yeah, eighteen to thirty-nine year olds, and I think if you're under eighteen but older than twelve, and you've got sort of really serious yes. um, prior health conditions, yes. you can also get the vaccine at, at the GB Health Vaccination Hub. Yeah, I wonder if our young kids will be the next lot because we are seeing them getting getting it in Sydney. That's for sure. Yeah, and as they're saying, um, you know. Younger people, the ones that are, you know, out in these essential jobs, they're mixing more in social groups. So it does make sense to really prioritise, you know, once the vulnerable have been vaccinated to just get young people vaccinated because they're the ones passing the virus. Yeah, look, in my own family in Sydney, that this is an issue because um, my mother is now double, va- well, is fully vaccinated uh, in her late 70s. Uh, my sister's working on it. There's a supply issue. She's in her 40s. But, of course, she's got her little lad going out into childcare every day because child, even in lockdown, childcare is still, go, still going, of course, because how else are parents supposed to work? Uh, so if everyone's vaccinated and you've got this little lad not vaccinated and he's the one actually... And you know the way kids love to share germs... Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, I think, we, yeah, I, I was just hearing something on the news actually about, you know, when are we just going to open slather and say anyone who wants a vax can get a vax. Let's hope we're working towards that. Probably when we've got the supply. <laughs> well, that's that's the big issue, isn't it? Anyway, we're not going to talk any more about vaccination. Yeah. Maybe finish off with um, with a, I don't know, maybe have you got a feel-good story for us or a Black Friday? Are you, are, you, are you avoiding black cats not walking under ladders today? I don't know. <laughs> I actually do have a feel-good story. Um, this is a lovely one, I think. The local business, um, Everyday Supplies, which is... A Yay, Everyday Supplies. Of, yes, Spoke yeah, to them yesterday here. You, you know all about this one, yeah. Um, but I think it is really special what they're doing. They're offering these $5,000 worth of vouchers to essential workers, and they've purchased all the vouchers from businesses that have supported them throughout our six lockdowns because they've been able to stay open. And they were saying, you know, it's amazing to be able to be an essential trader, but at the same time it's hard because you're working in a pandemic and everyone's feeling, you know, mentally exhausted. So I think it's a really nice story and it's a nice sort of, it shows what community is all about, which is supporting each other. And, um, you know, they've been supported by businesses and now they're you know, giving back to the businesses that supported them. I did uh, speak to one of the owners on this show yesterday, Jack McCarty. Yeah. And, I mean, she was saying, you know, at the end of this, I want to be able to go to my hairdresser. I want to be able to go to a <laughs> restaurant. You know, I mean, that, that big picture thinking and that idea that we're all in this together, I think uh, it's very heartwarming. And so I think you have to get onto the Facebook page and you nominate someone you want to give a voucher to. So it's a win-win, isn't it, really? Absolutely. And, yeah, I think it's, just through their Facebook page, they're doing it. Are they doing it um, just every day or just one post? I think they're doing a post every day. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I guess I guess they stop doing it when, they, when they've when they given out the $5,000 worth of vouchers. But there's quite a lot of vouchers. I think most of them are around the $50 mark. So yeah, I might, I might nominate you for all your hard work, Caitlin. 
maybe I'll nominate you. Yeah, yeah. Let's, that, that, we're talking about win-wins, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> On that self-serving note, I'll, um, I'll let you go and I'll hope to speak to you uh, next week, Caitlin, and you take care and stay safe. You too. Take care.